This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Improve your health and well-being the natural way with The Medicine Man, next on Plains FM. Good morning, everybody. This is Mike McCammon, the medicine man. I'm back. Perish the thought. So hide your silver or something. Um, so look, I'm on. I'm on 96 FM, Plains FM, good radio station, the best. And um, we're going to talk about some practical things today. You know, not hopefully not too much waffle, but we're going to get some really, really handy things you can put in action straight away to help yourself get an invincible immune system. An invincible immunity, wouldn't that be great? Okay, we'll come back to you after this little ditty. Oh, hey, what do you know? All your words are just for sure. Oh, won't take the grain of salt out of one head. Oh, you showed your cards. Seven is an extra force. You paid for your peace of mind. But I'm not buying your shit tonight.
Well, hi, this is Mike McKimmon, Medicine Man, and I'm back on the show. So we're going to talk about um, some real practical stuff today. We're going to talk about how to get an invincible immune system. And uh, so the message that I've always been given hasn't changed. So I hope I don't bore you to tears, but um, you can always turn the radio off, perish the thought. But uh, I'm going to talk about things that you're going to find in your own cupboards that can, theoretically, but I'm basing this on experience, remember. I've had 40 years uh, as a naturopath and medical herbalist and um, probably around 30,000 patients, and it's all been word of mouth. So um, I don't mean to brag because what I'm really trying to promote here is um, the invincible immune system through having good knowledge about things that your grandmother may have known. So um, some of you, as you're listening to this, will will know this stuff, and some of you won't. But I want to really start today with some real basic things. Now, what I noticed in my practice in the early days, I would give um, herbal formulas that would uh, they'd come in with all sorts of complaints, anything from chronic fatigue to, to colds and flus and all sorts of different things. Arthritis, had also cancer patients. We had um, asthmatics, which is a whole run-of-the-mill thing. And small doses would get people right. It was just absolutely extraordinary that I could give quite tiny doses of these herbal tinctures that uh, I ended up making myself. And um, people would come right. But what I have noticed over the last few years, maybe the last five, maybe yeah, five years, ten years, maybe, maybe, and especially even in the last year, is that um, we're going, we're needing much stronger doses. And what I'm finding is um, people's immunity isn't like it used to be. We're actually getting very, very poor stock of immunity. And this has always been my message, that there are certain things you can do to build an invincible immune system. Now, we've got to understand what is an immune system, because it, just, it sounds good, but what actually is it? See, immunity really begins in your stomach. In your stomach. Yeah, in your stomach. And, and I'd like to explain that because uh, when you eat food, even, well, it actually begins the moment you see food, really, and if it's good and it smells good, you, you, your, um, your mouth starts to get all juicy. Like, just think of a lemon right now. Think of a lemon. What's going to happen? You know, if you're really tuning in, you might start to feel all juicy. I feel it coming already. You know, the salivary glands start to flow, and that sets up a kind of digestion for starch, right, and sugars. And what happens when you eat food, particularly if there's protein in it, uh, when it gets to the stomach, your stomach has this stuff called hydrochloric acid. And the hydrochloric acid sets up a medium, so this enzyme called pepsin breaks down the pieces of chicken into little pieces of proteins and then breaks them all down into little amino acids, and then uh, your body uses those to construct new tissue. But here's the rub. Hydrochloric acid is the first line of defense against bacteria and viruses and parasites. So the reason a seagull can eat from a rubbish heap is because it's got about 100 times more hydrochloric acid in the stomach. And as I'm an iridologist, in other words, I read eyes, and it's the science of iridology. There's a certain amount it can do to actually detect whether a person is rich in hydrochloric acid. And what I found is so many more people now do not have the stomach and digestive integrity to actually... um, act as a first line of defense, right? And sometimes for those people chronically low in hydrochloric, I actually give them hydrochloric for a short period of time until they build their own. And that hydrochloric acid is really important because it helps you absorb B12. And why is B12 really important? Because B12 is really important um, as as one of the mechanisms that white blood cells need to fight infection. 
They also need vitamin D3 and they need selenium and they need um, iodine as well. So trace minerals come into this as well. But um, the fact is that everything begins in the stomach, really. Everything begins in the stomach. So digestion and how you eat and what you eat and even when you eat is really important. But there are ways to increase your immunity through herbs and in this case the talks about spices. Now, in every drop of blood you've got between 10 and 30,000 white blood cells. Now, of those white blood cells, around 60% of them are T cells, and those T cells, guess what they do? They recognize anything that's been infected by viruses, and they leap into the action, and they disintegrate them. They attack viruses. Now, given that viruses in, you know, in one sort of cup of seawater, there's millions and millions of virus particles, and given that 8% of our own DNA is actually viruses... Um, one would consider that having a good immune system could be a good idea in these current times. And part of that immune system actually relates to your stomach and what you eat. I hope this is all making sense. And I'll, I'll say it again because this is quite astonishing that in one single drop of blood, yes, as you're sitting there now, now if you're a person who eats junk food, right, you, maybe you're, you're eating too many carbos, too much sugar, or you too much fried food, you're not having your greens, or what I, should I say, your rainbow salad, although those wonderful things like leukopenes and chemicals that actually help your immunity, what you'll find is you won't have as many of those viable white blood cells. And I've seen this time and time again. I always know when somebody has been eating junk food um, or they've been eating good food when they come into my office and I take a tiny little pinprick on their finger of a drop of blood and I put it on my special dark field microscope and I put it on the screen and when it's on the screen I can tell whether the person's um, got a good immunity and every time, um, with very few exceptions, um, the people that eat good food um, Rainbow salads uh, tend, not necessarily vegetarian, but have a good balanced diet. Their immune system is completely different than the person that lives on junk food. Mm. And so really my message has never changed right from the beginning when I first started these programs. It's all about building resistance. And the resistance comes from how you eat, how you think, how you drink, uh, according to your lifestyle, your genetic strengths and weaknesses are all important. But every single one of you has this opportunity, has this incredible power around you. And it's a bit like um, many people I meet, they're kind of like fish looking for where's the water because, you know, there's, a, there's another analogy is there's an elephant in the room and it's called your kitchen and your garden and how you choose to shop. So let's just start with what, what will be within uh, maybe an arm's length or say within a few walking, within walking distance. Um, and let's just call it your kitchen. What are we going to find in your kitchen that can actually help build an invincible immunity? So let's start with pepper. Black pepper. You can use white if you want. But why is black pepper good for immunity? You know, it's, it's, can you imagine life without black pepper? I suppose there's something. Can anybody, can any, any of you out there, you see, you're all herbalists. That's the truth of it. Every single one of us herbalists. If, if you've had a cup of tea, you're a herbalist because it's a herb. In fact, life would not exist on this planet if it wasn't for herbs. It's impossible not to be a herbalist. 
and it just depends on how deeply you go into it. So let's start with good old common black pepper. Now the black ones are the sun-dried ones. You can get um, white pepper peppers um, ba basically, but um, I don't really like the white pepper. Actually, I like the, um, the black pepper. But what black pepper does, and this is why we put it on meals, you know, so how many people think about it? Not only does it taste good, it stimulates the digestion, just like lemon, except black pepper is like lemon on steroids. The black pepper actually stimulates hydrochloric acid production in the stomach. And that is very cool because if that's starting to be produced, then the pepsin is going to be working on your proteins and it's also going to stimulate every single organ of digestion, including your pancreas, which is a digestive organ. But in short, black pepper will support the absorption of nutrients. Really, that's to, really to simplify things because by adding black pepper to your food helps the body absorb nutrients from the food that you eat. So that makes the nutrients that you're having much more accessible and those nutrients, including the trace elements, you know, vitamins, minerals, and other compounds, different areas of the body, what are they going to do? By supporting digestion, they're also supporting your immunity. Now, the black pepper, in fact, almost every herb has immunostimulating properties, and that's where it gets really exciting, that you have so much power in your, your hands right now just by picking up some pepper. Now, it's best to use the pepper black and you grind it fresh, because if it's not fresh, it's going to lose all those wonderful antioxidants, so it will enhance the digestion and stimulate the entire digestive system. Now, black pepper's loaded with what we call antioxidants. In other words, it stops your cells from rusting, and we're all exposed to free radicals such as toxic chemicals, pollutants, heavy metals every day that can damage healthy cells. So the black pepper can help repair the damage and in turn help reduce the risk of all sorts of diseases. Now I must have a little interjection here that as a naturopath, we don't focus on diseases because in some ways a disease is an artificial creation uh, and they invent virtually invent a new disease every 40 minutes is added to a database. And what we what we see is um, it's body ecology we're looking at. We're really looking at what happens with various toxins, and they settle in areas of weakness in the body. So the symptoms that come out they are called diseases in the other in a, in, in a system of medicine, but it's not the system we use. We don't diagnose. We simply analyse what is really happening in the body on an authentic level. I'm not saying the other people aren't authentic, but I'm saying that when we when we understand that disease and all symptoms of the disease is actually the body's response to heal. It's actually um, a cry for help. And if we listen and interpret that, we know what to do. And I find it works rather well. But just um, a little bit more about black pepper because there's so much about black pepper. It supports brain function um, because it's, it stimulates the chemical pathways in the brain. It helps to improve memory. Um, uh, it prevents free radicals, uh, as I said. And black pepper can also support uh, weight loss. But um, the best thing about black pepper using it regularly is um, it's great for fighting infections. It's good even if you have insect bites, you can rub a little black pepper on it. Um, but it helps to get rid of excess cholesterol from your arteries. In other words, it reduces the risk of developing arteriosclerosis. It's very, very um, active against bacteria, such so as staphylococcus. Um, you know, different different types of bacteria. It's wonderful for nasal con congestion. And I remember once I had a patient that she'd lost a sense of smell. She'd drunk too much at a party and fallen over backwards and concussed herself. And uh, when she woke up, she had no sense of smell. And that was 10 years she had no sense of smell. So 
I, uh, I just remembered the old time snuff, you know, snuff, which is, you know, different spices they used to sniff up. But, spi- but snuff was originally a, and actually a medicine. So I made up some black pepper and uh, some cardamom. And I can't remember everything else I put with it. Tiny wee bit of cayenne pepper. Tiny, tiny wee bit. And I got her to use it. I made it up as a snuff. And she um, pushed one nostril and snuffed it up. And I think within about 10 days, her sense of smell returned. Isn't that interesting? So the chemicals had a pathway to the brain, but it cleared out all that inflammation and mucus and and, and, um, garbage in there. So black pepper is um, handy to everybody. If you don't have black pepper, you can rush off to the local supermarket now and get yourself some black pepper. But remember to grind it fresh. So that is one good way of improving your immunity just by the use of black pepper. Whoever would have thought. The next one, the next one that's really powerful for immunity is good old-fashioned cayenne pepper, Mexican chili peppers. The hotter, the better, because chili peppers have got an incredible amount of phytochemicals that um, that fight infections. Um, vitamin C, for example, but the active principle is called capsaicum, which is a major constituent of cayenne pepper. Um, it um, basically helps to block a substance P, that's called substance P, which relays pain sensations to the body. So um, cayenne actually blocks it. So even though if you take some cayenne, it can be painful because it's so damn hot. The, the post-digestive effect is it reduces pain. So cayenne pepper is one of the herbs that I rub on some people's um, arthritic and painful shoulders or necks. But first of all, I use another wonderful herb called peppermint. And we use peppermint in an oil. And if you rub that into your, say, if you, let's just say you're, you're feeling a little bit low, you rub peppermint oil, and it has to be vertical peppermint oil. And you rub that into the neck or sore joint. Let's just say you've got a headache. Peppermint's great for headaches. Now, peppermint is also good for the digestion, so indirectly it's great for immunity as well. But you rub the peppermint into the neck with the oil, and then you follow it with tincture of cayenne pepper. And it gets really hot. And, uh, and then I use another herb, which is a relaxing herb, like black cohosh or maybe chamomile or something. You rub that in, and what happens is your neck gets really hot. Uh, the pain goes away, and you feel unbelievably wonderful when you're using cayenne pepper. However, we're really talking about immunity. So I've had lots of experience with cayenne, actually. Um, even brought people around from heart attacks with the use of cayenne. Stop major bleeding with it. But it's really, really good to um, boost your circulation, and it equalizes, you know, it increases cardiovascular activity, while at the same time it can regulate blood pressure. So all these things, when the body starts to function better, uh, is all about immunity. So obviously the healthier you are, the less likely you are to get the dreaded lurgy, okay? And uh, so we'll call it the dreaded lurgy, shall we? Because these, these things are around and they've been around for thousands of years. But they the dreaded lurgy started to come in big time about 10,000 years ago when we moved from a hunter and gathering society. We became sedentary, you know, and we started to grow grain and when grain came in, uh, with the carbohydrate levels that the humans ate was just went way off the scale. And that's when the first tooth decay came into being, was around that time, um, in the ne- what they call the Neolithic Revolution. And our sugar consumption went way up. And um, I know this because I've got quite a background in archaeology. I've seen lots of um, skulls and lots of teeth, and amazingly enough, some ancient skulls I still, I, you know, I don't know how many I looked at, but quite a few. Perhaps not thousands, but quite a few. But I never found any tooth decay. That was really interesting. They were worn, 
um, you know, they're eating flax root or something that would wear the teeth down. But um, there was no, no decay. And uh, what I found in my patients is that when there's periodontal disease and tooth decay, their immunity's way down. And remember that any periodontal disease is another thing that affects your immunity. Now, um, if we've got time, we'll do perhaps one more spice. Let's do a spice. I suppose cayenne is a spice, isn't it? And black pepper is a spice. So we're really, you know, when we talk about herbs and spices, I'm talking about medicinal plants. Now, you can't really get a plant that not, that's not medicinal, by the way. All plants are medicinal on some level. Remember, plants have had to fight viruses for, for, since the beginning of time, haven't they? I mean, the, the, the act of antivirals are almost every plant. In fact, I think every plant has active chemicals that fight viruses. But cinnamon is no exception. Cinnamon may well be one of the most common herbs for improving many chronic illnesses and supporting immunity because it, it, is a, it supports your metabolic function. Um, so it's it's really good for for um, people with insulin resistance, for example, because it has an action on the pancreas. Um, but it's fantastic for digestion. Cinnamon is wonderful for digestion. And here's a little trick: if you're dairy intolerant, which is about 40, 50, I don't know, a good percentages of of us are dairy intolerant. I know that because we're doing blood tests and we're finding dairy intolerance is incredibly common, probably more common than it's ever been. Don't ask me why. But uh, if you like your ice cream, you can try this little experiment. Uh, and if, you, if you're dairy intolerant, you, when you have ice cream, you won't be able to breathe very well that night. You'll get all blocked up and bit mucusy, right? You'll get all like that. So uh, what you can do if you really want to enjoy your ice cream is sprinkle some cinnamon on it and or cardamom. And you'll find that you won't get all blocked up and you'll be able to breathe right through the night. It's quite extraordinary that uh, cinnamon and cardamom is another one that actually helps to, to digest the dairy products. So, um, so if, you, if you suffer, however, from digestive complaints like indigestion, gas, cramping, it's a really great herb that I give to children sometimes with diarrhea, a little bit of um, cinnamon in a, in a little bit of a drink. You know, I might put some peppermint herb tea with a tiny bit of cinnamon or I actually might make up a nice brew and cinnamon will be part of it. So cinnamon improves gently the intestinal tone. It helps to avoid dehydration. So if you're feeling dehydrated and you just can't seem to do it, the water doesn't do it, you can have a little bit of cinnamon in a herb tea. If you've got poor circulation, remember during the winter months, cinnamon will increase your circulation. And if you're increasing your circulation, you're also getting those white blood cells. Remember the ones that fight bacteria, viruses and cancers, the ones that keep you clean. You know, the 10 to 30,000 of little warriors that you've got in every drop of blood, they start to circulate better too. So they're far more efficient. So it's quite possible to have an invincible immune system. Um, the easiest way to take it, cinnamon, is just put it in your food. But it, but it does make a fantastic tea. So a therapeutic dose would be about one to five or six grams a day. Um, but just a little warning, don't take large amounts of it when you're pregnant. Um, but just a normal culinary quantity. So just get used to using um, cinnamon. There's another one that helps your memory and uh, because it's essential oil of cinnamon can make you more alert and focused. But cinnamon contains 
antibacterial, antifungal, and antiviral properties that kill microorganisms such as Staphylococcus, you know, mold, E. coli, and cold and flus and things like that. So adding a couple of pinches of cinnamon every morning to a morning tea, your cereal, or your smoothie, or your juice, you know, so you've got... Um, to, to to sum up, you've got cinnamon, which is a powerful, you know, call that Superman, you know, and then you've got Spider-Man, you know, which is black pepper. And then you've got Wonder Woman, you know, who's, all right, I'm pushing it here, but you, we, we all have these incredible aids that nature provided for millions of years. And uh, we now hear that, um, you know, the cannabis thing, you know, we, we all know now the medicinal effects of cannabis. But I want to finish by telling you that as wonderful as the CBD oil is and the medicinal effects of the cannabis, you know, the cannabis plant, it's no more incredible than black pepper to do, you know, in terms of what black pepper can do. Right, It also has pain-killing properties. It's just how to use the herbs. So every single one of the 300 or so, so odd herbs that I have access to in my practice are just as extraordinary as, the, as CBD oil, as this wonderful medicinal plant that you know that costs you 400 bucks for a month's supply or something ridiculous when you've got these things in your kitchen. So I urge you, leap into the fore know that there's a heck of a lot you can do for the prevention of incurable disease. Yes, you can have an invincible immune system, and it's easier than you think. This is Mike McCammon, The Medicine Man. It's great to talk to you today. We will catch up. This time, I think we're going to be monthly. It may change depending on, well, circumstance, I suppose. Bye. (laughs) 